It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely on Topic. Wow. I'm always good at nailing this. Welcome to Barely on Topic. It, it's real now. It's it's uh, Monday, August um, 10th. Yes. Okay. Dates don't mean anything. Time doesn't mean anything anymore. But it is August 10th. We are recording the day of the NHL Lottery Phase 2 in IMBA. <laughs> and I'm here with Nick. Hello. And hello, and we are going to, <laughs> I don't know, for some reason when you said hello like that, I was like, shalom. Anyway. <laughs> shalom. There we go. <laughs> it does mean hello, goodbye, and peace. So there we go. Oh. Yes, there's your, your, your lesson. Anyway, so today was lottery phase two. And it, boy, oh boy, it was so exciting. Now, I know you didn't get to watch this. And I started to describe it to you. Mm. So let me describe it a little bit more for you. Okay. Gary Bettman is on one side of the studio. The guy from the accounting firm, Ernst & Young, is on the other side with a briefcase. When he opens it up, it has a million dollars in it. No, it does not. This oh. is not deal or no deal. <laughs> this is not deal or no deal. This was a briefcase with a foam insert that held eight ping pong balls. With, Someone made that. Yep, with logos, logos of the teams. These teams: uh, Edmonton Oilers, Winnipeg Jets, New York Rangers, Minnesota Wild. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to think about that. The Toronto Maple Leafs, which we'll get into in a little while. Mm. The Florida Panthers, Pittsburgh Penguins, and the Nashville Predators, all of which lost their first or, or their qualifying round. And failed to make the playoffs. So the guy, they say that the balls are alphabetically and geographically ordered. And I'm like, huh? You can do one or the other. I don't know if you can do, you can't do both. both, but whatever. So, you know, so basically the guy would take the ball out of the, the case and he would show Gary Bettman from across the room the woman who is in another studio, I think it was a uh, studio. Ooh, there's some hot German sounds coming out. Studio. <laughs> studio. The woman that was in the other studio, she was saying all of these things, these nice things about the teams. Um, anyway, she was saying these things <laughs> about the teams. <laughs> like, you know, thing, facts like, hey, Minnesota's never had a number one overall pick. And Hi they never will. Yeah, they, not if I have anything to do with it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> they've never picked higher than third. And Nashville's also never had a number one pick. They've only picked, you know, number two overall. So so the woman, uh, Jamie something rather. Jamie Hirsch. Oliver. Hirsch. Oh, Hirsch. Jamie Hirsch. She would go on and on and on and on. And it's like, come on, get to the point. And then the guy would hold the ball and Gary Bentman would say, yes, that is indeed the Edmonton Oilers. A logo on that ball and then he would drop it into the thing so they did with this with all the teams now however when it came to the new york rangers ball and this set twitter ablaze <laughs> the guy who seemed very nervous his hands were shaking a little bit he dropped the ball for the new york rangers right into the little uh, tube 
Yeah. Luckily, he could, you know, push it back up and mm. show the logo to Gary Bettman after she went on her endless, endless talk about when the Rangers last picked number one, blah, blah, blah. And who cares? So that caused a little bit of controversy because people are like, oh, is that ball weighted or whatever? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care because I'm sitting there in my head. I'm like, I predicted this the day they were eliminated. And I didn't realize that it wasn't first eliminated gets the pick. I, of course the NHL has to do it more complicated than that. It had to be a lottery system and so on and so forth. What bothers me the most about what the, 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 the draft is that they decided to everything. It's a bigger problem in the world. Everything is now a phase, phase one, phase two. Yes, I understand we had phases about reopening economies and governments and economies. But now it's like everything's a phase. Like, was it really? It's 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 the buzzword. Oh yeah, it's just it's just, it's just a phase to call everything a phase. And I'm over it. I am over it. We're gonna have instead of the playoffs next year, we're just gonna have the different phases. And after all the phases, there'll be one phasey champion. I hate phases. I, I apparently you do. You um, you hate the phases. All right. I'm just glad the Pens didn't the Pittsburgh Penguins didn't win. Yeah. Yeah. Uh although a friend of mine who's a Hurricanes fan, and I'm which I'm sure we'll discuss later, he roots for two teams, Carolina Hurricanes and anyone who's playing the Pittsburgh Penguins. So he hates the penguins he talks about his hatred of the penguins more than his love for the, the hurricanes so i was hoping and a, a little part of me was hoping the penguins would win it just so i could see him explode <laughs> just like so many people's heads exploded when montreal pulled out that series win yes you know i mean people <laughs> just on Sidney crosby's birthday 33rd yep yeah I'm back. Yeah, yeah, his 33rd birthday, as you pointed out, um, with your microphone straight up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, I, I just like, I was sitting there. There's a part of me that just wants every underdog to just win because nothing seems real. And I'm just feeling completely nihilistic now. <laughs> but I did not ever want Toronto to ever win anything. Now, I have limits, okay? And it shows that I, you know, like any good Bruins fan, even before I was a Bruins fan, I knew you were supposed to hate the Habs. I got it. You know, I know that. But right now they're kind of pathetic. And it's funnier to, to watch them win and laugh about that than to really just sincerely hate them right now. They're, they can't go very far. And if they do, if they go far, I think it's freaking hilarious. Just so hilarious. So funny. I was I was rooting for maximum chaos during this uh, the, the the qualifying rounds. I got I got a I got I pretty much got what I wanted. <laughs> Chicago beat Edmonton. Habs who barely snuck in there. They were the worst uh, in terms of points. The worst team to make the qualifying rounds uh, beat uh, the Penguins. I, I I love it. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's fantastic. All right, getting back to the the phase two of the lottery. I know you hate the phase uh, two. Okay, the, this this it's, part of the it's lottery. What it's called? It's called. 
I, I, I can handle it for one more night. Well, apparently somebody did a close-up, you know, they took the, the video and they did a close-up and apparently the Maple Leafs ball was going up through the thing and then it got knocked back down somehow and the Rangers ball got sucked up. Uh, so the Rangers have the number one overall pick and I, I predicted that would happen. I feel happy in that respect, but I'm just like, when I said the prediction, I was like, ah. Oh, crap i don't want that to happen you know you can only have so many high picks before you got to just get off your ass and do something rangers um so that's what's really frustrating i mean tim was actually uh, actually rooting for the wild to get lafreniere and i'm sitting there i'm like no don't don't let talent rot on the vine <laughs> like yeah. poor, poor mcdavid right now his he is being wasted in edmonton so I, I don't don't make the top talent waste their lives somewhere. You know, I guess that's the argument for Eichel being traded to, to Boston, you know, yeah. um, that he would be useful here. And at my my opinion on it is like, how many more local boys do we need? <laughs> After a while, it stops becoming special. I mean, at, at next, they should just uh, like hire the green monster. Just have him play net. Sure. I'm sure that would be a great goalie. Yes. Yes. I mean, no, I mean, I get it. It's like Eichel is very talented and stuff and he's being wasted in in Buffalo, but I'm just like, (sighs) all right, how are you going to afford that? How are you going to afford that? So, so it becomes a moot point until you can figure out how to do that. So New York has the top draft pick, which will be Lafreniere and He's actually looking forward to probably playing with Panarin and stuff. So, uh, well, we're doomed. But you know what? Can I just say one thing that was really sad about the uh, Rangers and uh, Kane series? Mm. Rangers lost in three games. It's probably the end of Lundquist in New York. Yep. Uh, He has one more year and a no movement clause. Uh, the one more year is an $8.5 million cap hit that if they can move him, if he, he will allow it to be moved, that is going to be hard uh, to get somebody to take that. I think it's almost a shame that Seattle wasn't a thing right now. He would look good in those colors. Of course, he would look good in anything. Yeah, he pretty much looks good in everything and anything. You could put him in a burlap sack and he would work it. I'm not saying do that, but you know, he could, he could, if you wanted to, all of those blues would accentuate his eyes. I'm (laughs) just saying he, yep. He'd look very good. Um, and you know, a lot of Scandinavians up in Seattle area. So mostly Norwegians and the Swedish and Norwegians don't really get along, but he'd figure it out. It's okay. He'd, he'd be the, the thing that brings everybody together, I think. But anyway, there you go. That's a fantasy. That's not necessarily what's going to happen. And it'll be interesting to find out what happens to Lundqvist. Just wanted to talk about that a little bit because I did. That's the thing I did find sad about that whole thing. But as for the rest of the qualifying rounds, you know, love the chaos of, of the Habs winning over the pens. The, uh, let's see, there was another series in there too. Uh, I, I know about the Blue Jackets and Leafs. I'm going to mention that in a minute. Who is the other team? Chicago. No, no, I was talking about in the oh. East. 
Ooh, um. Oh, it was Florida and. Islanders. Oh, the, the Islanders, yeah. The, but the Islanders won. Yeah, they did. Because Bobrovsky forgot how to play goalie. You know, here's the thing. I, I'm glad that you mentioned that because I wanted to put this out there. I know that Bobrovsky has like great regular season stats, but in the playoffs, he doesn't show up. No, not really. Not really. Yeah. I mean, last year, you know, they made it through Tampa Bay, right? Um, mm-hmm. In four games. And then, you know, they took the Bruins to what, five games? So, six. Was it six? I thought it was five. I think it was six. All right, six. But anyway, he's not much of a playoff goalie. I feel like every time somebody says, Bobrovsky's a really great goalie. And I'm like, okay, yep. And I watch him. I'm like, what? (laughs) Like, I I know that it could just be like, I don't watch him that often. So therefore, I'm not dazzled. But every time I watch him play, I'm just like, I don't think he's worth $10 million. Well, he... I think his goals against average was over three this year, and that includes the regular season. Yeah. But uh, so he's he broke. He's broken. Yeah. Unfortunately, it looks like Dale Talon is uh, going to be out in Florida because they spent lots of money. And I think they should have spent lots of money. They really gambled, but they didn't really get very far. They only got into the adjacent playoff structure, not the actual playoff structure. Yeah. Um, so... You know, they made okay. phase one of the playoffs. Phase one of the playoffs. They made it. That's true. That's all that stuff. Let's talk about the Blue Jackets and the Maple Leafs. Mm. Can you hear that? That's my smile. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. I just, it's like I didn't watch every game from start to finish because it's just hard, you know? So I, I caught as much as I could for everything. And, uh, man, I, first of all, just showed me that I really love Seth Jones and Wierenski. Great, great defensive pairing. And two, I just love seeing the the, uh, Leafs just fail. I mean, I thought they were going to get eliminated the game before they did. Because, really, Columbus, if if Wierenski wouldn't have gone out in the, uh, in the, er, well, just before the, uh, the halfway mark of the third period... They probably would have won that game. Still, it was the what? Yeah, three goals with the goalie pulled. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I I'm gonna steal Steve Dangle. He now calls that a tainted memory <laughs> because it really is a amazing comeback. Like Bruins against the Maple Leafs, amazing. If you isolate it, just look at that one game. It's it's bigger than that. Oh, but. It didn't really work out, did it? Yeah, well, you know, another thing about that Bruins comeback is I don't think, did they even in that one game, at game seven back in 2013, did they actually pull the goalie for any of those goals? The last two. The last two? Okay. Yeah. Well, that overtime one, they won on their own. Yes. So it's not the same. I was sort of hoping for a uh, Bruins and Maple Leafs True first round, I guess a phase two round one, so to speak. But once the Bruins lost and it became apparent that wasn't going to happen, I was like, oh, yeah, I want I want the Leafs to lose. I want them to lose. You know, you know what? I, I'm happy to take a year off from the Bruins Leafs rivalry. That's fine. I just enjoy watching the Leafs lose 
That is like one of my favorite things in life right now. It brings such glee to my heart. I love it. Um, no, for them to not make the playoffs, Nick. For them to not even make yep. the playoffs. I love it. It's just so tasty. Just going to work that a, a little bit. I love it. I love it. I love it. So I, I just, I feel like keep Dubas all you want. Keep doing what you're doing because it ain't working. Not at all. So keep doing it. That's fine with me. I don't care. This year, they used a lot of LTIR money. Yes. And I believe a bunch of that is coming off for the next season. So let's see. Nathan Horton's $5.3 million and David Clarkson, finally, at long last, his $5.25 million will be coming off. So that is over $10.5 million that they will not have to to go for overages next year. They're in trouble. They're in trouble. <sighs> They're in huge trouble. Their defense is not good. Although a lot of people can point to their their blue blue liners not being all that amazing, I still got to say their entire defensive structure is not well. You have that kind of offensive, well, that kind of forward talent. When John Tavares is the worst of your big names, you're kind of doing pretty good. I just don't understand how you can squander that. But the Leafs have found a way. Because Anderson, I think, is a great goalie, but... They can't ride him like they do. No. You know? Oh, yeah, they have no backup. They had no backup all year. Well, they did, but he accidentally played for the Canes. <laughs> that was great. Man. I mean, the highlights of their season, really. <laughs> they failed to make the real playoffs. They were like not really that great in the the regular season, but they benefited from the Atlantic being kind of just not great in general. And uh, they got be beaten by their their own Zamboni driver. Yes, and goal. Yeah, that was on February twenty second. It was a Saturday. Oh my god, that was so fun! What what an amazing what an amazing season for the uh, Maple Leafs. But uh, it's all over now. Well, I'm just I'm pretty happy to be moving on. So this first round of the playoffs, of course, let's let's talk about the Bruins because we are supposed to talk about the Bruins at some point. Ooh. Hey, baby, how you doing? Doing That's... good. Oh, oh, I'm not talking. <laughs> okay, I'm talking to my dog Boomer, who just like touched my back as if to say, "I need my tummy rubbed, mummy," because I am on his bed mm. recording right now. So. Because the upstairs is like fire. We have limited ability to put ACs on certain circuits. So, yeah. So my, my office is a uh, fire. So that's good. Anyway, the Bruins won zero round robin games. Yes, I'm aware. <laughs> I mean, in each game they improved. Upon, this is very true. Uh, upon the game before. I mean, in the exhibition game, it was like, what? Do you guys remember how to play hockey? And then the first game against the Flyers, it was like, well, no, they don't really remember how to play hockey that well. And then against the the uh, Lightning, it's like, oh, okay, well, they remembered for a period, maybe two, they remembered 
Okay, so they remembered about 30 minutes of hockey. Mm. That was good. And then, you know, you could argue that they played their most complete game against the Capitals, but that was still about 40 minutes of effort. Yep. But, you know, it was not a, a bloodbath. It was only two to one. So that's good because I don't know. I mean, I remember several games where it was like 4-0 or worse against Capitals. So, but they still haven't really quite solved... Holtby, and maybe that's not important right now. The Bruins had a little more urgency in their game against the Capitals, and oh my god, that was just yesterday, wasn't it? Oh, Yeah, that just seems like 10 years ago. It does, it does. Yeah, they, they were a little more urgent. I'm hoping that tomorrow, because their, their series starts up tomorrow, I'm hoping they'll just flip that switch and be in playoff mode. Or it's going to be a real rough series. I, I have two updates from people in my life that regard the, the Bruins. Number one, my dad texted me yesterday during the game. Uh, he goes, I don't know what's more dead, the crowd or the Bruins. Um, <laughs> true. Which I will say, in general, all those round-robin games, because I watched some of the other ones, too. Just watching hockey all day, you're bound to just watch whatever. All those round-robin games were boring. Yeah. Even the one... Uh, even the games that went into overtime, they just they they did not they did not have the pizzazz the qualifying rounds had. So I don't fault the Bruins too much. Like, oh, we're down early, or oh, we're down two goals. Eh, so what? Don't don't get hurt, and just play well. That's essentially what Brick said. Don't hurt, don't get hurt. The Bruins accomplished one of their goals. None of them got hurt that we know of, at least. Secondly, uh, my friend David, same guy who hates the, the Penguins, randomly texted me today. He goes, I'm so worried the Bruins are just going to wake up tomorrow and, and remember, oh, yeah, it's the playoffs and steamroll the Canes. And he then sent me a screenshot from a Redditor on Reddit. There you go, Nick. That was great. Um, <laughs> hey, people might not know. It's fine. So uh, people on Reddit... Um, who regularly post and contribute? They are called redditors. I ran into a, I went to a, a a bakery and saw a baker. Anyway, he sent me a screenshot of a redditor on Reddit that said I would be more worried about the Bruins if they won their their round robin games three nothing. I'm like, oh, because the Bruins are pissed. They know they're not playing well. They're gonna look to the Canes and be like, yeah, we're gonna tear you a new one. I can't wait. Look, I, I, I'm i trying to be a better person and not hate Dougie Hamilton as much, <laughs> but I don't like him and I don't want teams that he's on to succeed. There we go. There you go. He's, unfortunately, he's very good and he's he's probable for tomorrow's game. He's been injured. Yep. You know what? I have some thoughts on that, and I'm just going to keep them to myself because they're they're not they're not nice. So Fair enough. There are better defensemen out there. Oh, yes. but anyway, I I just don't like Dougie Hamilton. I don't want teams that he's on to succeed, and I really wish that Brad Marchand could make Justin Williams want to retire again. That's that's my hope hmm. that Brad Marchand will remind him why he came back half season. Oh my God! I forgot Brad Marchand last year. Just totally effed with Justin Williams' mind. It was so he, great. 
he it was you were watching Justin Williams, a grown man, thirty eight years old, just turn into a baby before your very eyes on live television. It was so... Thank you for bringing this memory up. Thank you so much, VA. <laughs> you know what? I just enjoy these moments. Yeah. I really do. I savor them <laughs> because you know what? They're fun and they're funny. <laughs> and I, I appreciate Marshy for the complete pain in the ass imp that he is. He is a fellow Taurus like me, a Taurian, you know, and I just wa love watching him get under people's skin. It's just it's fantastic. So, um, you know, hopefully we can have a little bit of that. I just, I want, I want the, the Canes to lose. So I did predict in my bracket, I believe that, that I predicted the Bruins to win in five. I wasn't confident with a sweep and I'm, I was on the fence about five or six. So I, I think I went with five or I'm not sure. I actually did two brackets. So it's probably five or six. You know what? I could look here. I also picked the Bruins by forgetting how many games. All right. I'm going to look at my barely on topic one, which is kind of a disaster bracket. I don't like it, but you know what? It's okay. I embrace a little chaos with this one. So I said uh, six games on my barely on topic one. And on my other one, I think I said five. Yeah, I know people might be like going, oh, you're hedging your bets. And I'm like, no, I just did two different brackets for two different leagues that I'm in. You know what I mean? It's oh, I just saw the Hurricanes. The Hurricanes is are they're they're vicious on Twitter. They oh no just, no no! Uh, I said six in that one too. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yes. The Hurricanes just tweeted, "You're welcome, New York Rangers." Oh, that's that's that that's harsh. <laughs> yeah, they beat them. Oh, that's mean. But that's okay. Uh, you know, I still think it's just kind of hilarious that Detroit, who is like the worst team this year. They they beat the Habs in four games, by the way. Uh, they beat the Bruins in three of the games that they played. I don't think they played a fourth one yet. They, be they beat the Bruins a lot. They beat a lot of teams that they shouldn't have beat a lot. Yet they only got fourth uh, in, the, uh, in the draft. Uh, I know the draft lottery is supposed to prevent from teams just uh, tanking. But I think if you want to tank... And 82 game season you want to just be that horrible low attendance low tv ratings sacrifice that much financial profitability for a year you deserve the first overall pick yeah i i don't understand lotteries myself i just feel like if you're really really bad you should get the number one overall pick and maybe if you just keep being bad and stuff i you know, you look at some other drastic measures, right? Because teams can't continually be that terrible. Although the NFL, it's like that. There are teams that have just been terrible for just as long as I can remember. Whatever. What's done is done. And that and that is kind of funny that the Canes tweeted that out. But uh, I'm, 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 I have picked, officially, I have picked the Bruins in six in both of my brackets. So... Uh, you know, I'm hoping for five. I think I just felt like six was a better number. I don't think they'll go to seven. And if they go to seven, well, I just hope that the Bruins have the tenacity to pull it out. I really hope that this is not just a tendency of the Bruins to always go to seven games in the first round. 
I mean, they do against the, the uh, Leafs more times than we can count. So, and I want the Bruins to find their game very quickly. Uh, there's no time to lose. Well, uh, Brad Marchand, one of the media availabilities, said he, he called the round-robin games the preseason, and now he's ready for the playoffs. Okay. So he, he called it out. He called the team out, I guess. Well, he said it was going to be really sloppy hockey uh, before they even got to the bubble. Uh, well, anyway, so we are doing the bracket challenge for Barely in Topic. All you have to do is look up Barely in Topic. Uh, I tweeted it out. I might retweet it again. Uh, and you can you feel free to join our bracket challenge and try to beat everybody. I, By the way, in my bracket challenge right now as it stands, and I might just leave it this way, I have the Avs winning. I had the Avs and the Flyers in the final. I also have the Flyers in the fi- I also have the Flyers in the final. Final? Flynal, yes. In the final. Um, but I have them playing and beating the Golden Knights. Oh, that's interesting. In my other bracket uh for Bobby DeBerge, I I have the Golden Knights and the the Bruins. Ooh, I would I not only I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's the Bruins Versus, I don't care who. And the Bruins win, of course. Which, I think, if if fate is kind to the to me and the Baggio family, they will. You know, they lost last year, but I'm like, no, it wasn't right from the win it last year. It wasn't, uh, oh, I thought they might win it for like an early 30th birthday present for me. Not quite. Um, but then I thought, you know, they're just saving it next year for when I graduate college It'd be an early graduation uh, oh no no it'll be like right on time because i was going to graduate in late may and i did but i'm like oh covid19 that kind of messed things up I'm like ah my dad's birthday they could actually win it on my dad's birthday not for my dad's birthday on my dad's birthday and my uh brother and sister-in-law's wedding anniversary oh wow that's so, a big date yeah yeah um they're doing you know, because my dad will be turning, good heavens, he'll be turning 60. Oh, wow. So, you know, 60th birthday present, dad, here you go. Bruins win the cup on your birthday. So he was almost 10 when they won the Stanley Cup, the first Stanley Cup that they had won in a very long time in 1970. Yes. Um, I've asked my dad about that, and he vaguely remembers it being on TV uh, but he remembers everyone was watching the game because it was Mother's Day, and they were everyone was just kind of together. Mm, so he mainly remember he mainly remembers everyone hanging out for Mother's Day. Right. It, I think it would be so cool if the Bruins could win this year, win the cup this year, fifty years after Bobby Orr uh, won the cup for them against St. Louis. Not against St. Louis this year, but you know, back. Yes. Oh, back, yeah. Hell, oh, a, a matchup, a rematch from last year would be brutal but fun. Yeah, and I guess I would have just enough sense of humor to get through it because um, I don't think anything's real right now. <laughs> I, I don't get me wrong, uh, the pandemic is real. I I yes. think that's real, but I think like everything else that's going on, like sports wise, I, I'm just I have no, I, I'm not uh, I'm not treating it very seriously. Because there are much, there are other things to treat seriously. Let's just have some fun, damn it. I agree. That's the way I look at it. So, 
I want to say that we're in a simulation, but I don't believe that anymore. I just think that we're in a new version of hell. That's all. That's so let's just laugh it off. <laughs> oh, if we can. Okay. New version of hell. Yeah. As opposed to the old one. Mm. <laughs> I mean, come on. How many things this year? We've had the pandemic. We had murder hornets. You had an earthquake just the I other day. A... Well, yesterday morning, I woke up because there was an earthquake in North Carolina. Yeah. And you remember what Jeff said? He said that those fault lines are basically extinct. I mean, bas- you know, the Appalachian Mountains. They're really old. Are Yeah, are, are really old. And they're very small comparatively because of erosion and because, you know, the fault is not active. Right? Right. Um, so he said, because Jeff is a geologist. He would know. He would know. He knows these things. So it's not just always rocks. Sometimes he talks about earthquakes. And, uh, you know, he's like, he's, he was surprised by that. That's all. Everybody was surprised by it. By the way, no, no injuries. Of course. I mean, it wasn't, some people lost some TVs and in, in glass frames, but that's about it. Well, it's 5.1 yeah. at the epicenter. So that's pretty significant, but mm-hmm. you know, like the, the earthquakes we've had up here, they basically sound like sonic booms and we might have a very tiny amount of rumbling for like mm-hmm. a minute. That's about it. And it's not enough to really do anything. So, because us, he, uh, well, I mean, not up here, but when I was down in Newport and I experienced a couple of earthquakes there, we have the continental shelf thing going. So it's ah. like we have a uh, plate that's subducting another one instead of adducting, they're like subducting. So, so anyway. You know, someday we'll have Jeff come back on. He'll he'll be ready because right now he's doing a lot of field work and he's just trying to find time to live his life outside of all of that. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's having a good time with field work. He loves field work. But this summer is just not a great time for him to recover, uh, recover, record. <laughs> so, so basically he'll come back and he'll tell us all about earthquakes someday. That'll be fun. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I think that 2020 is, um, trying to kill us. And I even exclaimed the other day, Oh, 2020, if you just want to kill me, just do it now. I'm just done. I'm done with this waiting thing. (laughs) Just do it. So I have personified or I've made 2020 into a, a beast of some kind. And I'm sure that it's just trying to take out maximum carnage. So whoopty freaking do. Yes. I feel like I'm a little bit mentally unstable. <laughs> I think everyone is. If, if you're sane, you're a little bit insane right now. Yeah. It's, it's a tough year. It is. And I'm, I'm not saying that from the point of view of like I've had a really rough time of it. It's like just the whole like, you know, not being able to do the things that we've normally been doing because of safety things have made me just a little bit not right. I think that's the best way I can say it. So anyway, uh, yeah, so the, the Bruins are taking on the Canes in a best of seven. That's important to note. It's the best of seven from here on out. Taking on the Canes. Uh, Other series that are happening. We've got Philadelphia, who became the number one overall seed because they, like, won all the games. 
because it, it's important. It's it's very important to note that the Capitals played like crap. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of teams played like crap. The Tampa Bay didn't play as crappy, so they are a second seed. And Washington became third seed because they actually won a game against the Bruins. Um, so, you know, I'm not saying that the Bruins should have. Uh, like I'm, I'm sitting there like, oh, the Bruins should be number one seed. I mean, a Bruins Habs series would be fun to watch for sure. Mm-hmm. But we'll do this Canes thing. That's fine. So the Flyers are matching up against the Canadians. The Lightning are matching up against... Columbus. Oh, Columbus. Oh, my God. Oh, I just like last year. Oh, my God. I can't wait. Oh, I love it. That is the series I do want to watch. I want to watch that series because I love Seth Jones. So, and uh, Washington is against the Isles, and then we have the Bruins against the the Canes. So there we go. Now out in the West, do you know this more one more than I do? Because I'm a little bit vague about the West. Um, Chicago was the 12th seed, weren't they? No, they weren't the 12th seed. Chicago, uh, yeah, no, yeah, they were. So they'll be playing Vegas. Oh. So yes, they traded their starting goalie to Las Vegas and now we'll be facing him in the first round. <laughs> and because of that, I actually will be watching the series. Um, oh, cool. A lot of people think like, Oh, Robin, Robin Leonard's going to want to get revenge on his old team. I'm like, Robin Leonard probably thanked them for trading him uh, at the deadline. Cause he was going to a team that was definitely going to make the playoffs. Um, and then of course, COVID-19 happened. And by, bizarre chance he's facing his old team i'm sure he has no animosity towards those guys well yeah but also remember he's the backup to flurry uh i thought he was they called they announced him the starter oh did they oh that's interesting what's up with that maybe i just haven't been paying attention maybe i haven't been paying attention which is very very well the truth well anyway that is very interesting uh remember he made a brief pit stop in Toronto and made fun of the whole John Tavares uh, pajama boy thing. Mm. I know, I know it's the sheets. It's not pajama boy, but you know how John Tavares had a picture of him with uh, in the Toronto Maple Leaf sheets sleeping. Well, Leonard put his mask over the face, like his, his head on that. Yeah. He said, what could have been? <laughs> 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 so he, he, he never actually went to Toronto. His, his contract went there and then went to, to Vegas. It was part of a three-way trade. So you also got the uh, Calgary flames versus the Dallas stars. Oh, this is very interesting. Okay. Uh, and then the Colorado avalanche versus the Arizona coyotes. Oh, Wow. I still want to call them the Phoenix Coyotes. And now I understand why my dad sometimes calls the Indianapolis Colts the Baltimore Colts. I'm like, oh, I okay. get it now. All I right. Get it. Now, first of all, I also want to call them the Phoenix Coyotes because I think it sounds better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know why they had to change it. I think I like it better. But also the Baltimore Colts. Now, here's where it's really funny. I don't like the Indianapolis Colts because they were the Baltimore Colts when Jim Irsey's father decided to move them away in the middle of the night without any notice. He left Baltimore and moved them to Indianapolis. And that was so a, weird. That was, I think it was 1984 or yeah, it was like a year after they lost John Elway. 
because they drafted John Elway and John Elway said, nope, not playing for you. I will go play uh, outfield for the Yankees. And so then there was like the NFL was just like, what? We can't let this guy who's drafted number one overall just say he's not going to play for the Colts. So they, they arranged it that a trade could happen so Denver would get them. Now, I don't really know why Denver was much better. I mean, the the, Col- the Baltimore Colts were in disarray because Jim Irsey's father was a notorious abusive drunk. Oh. Yes. So he ran the team into the ground, all sorts of things like that. Um, so the, Baltimore had not been successful for quite a while. The fans, though, were very, very upset that they moved them out in that way. And that's how they ended up getting the Ravens. Because when Art Modell decided to move the Cleveland Browns franchise, uh, and he decided in the middle of a season uh, to do that for the next season, uh, everything just fell apart in Cleveland. And then they moved. Uh, but Cleveland does, uh Cleveland demanded the the rights to the names, the Browns, and all of their records. Okay? So all of their players' records, they, they kept those with the Cleveland Browns, and the Baltimore Ravens became an expansion franchise in that respect. That is like the Winnipeg Jets kind of taking the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah. 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 After moving from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, so that's very interesting. You know, in my family, I had, my grandmother was a Redskins fan. My father was a Colts fan because my family is from Maryland. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that was interesting. And my dad just was so angry that they moved out of Baltimore. And then I carried that anger too, because I felt like that was just not right. The way they did it there. Art Modell at least announced that he was going to do it, and it's still a dick move, but it's not a supreme dick move. Like, right? Yeah. So, so basically, I get it. I I get what your dad. I get the whole like calling them the Baltimore Colts because sometimes I call them that too. But I'm sure that your dad understands the the whole th- moving in the middle of the night, and you can have it, this helpful little story with him that you you talked about this with me. Uh, I'll let him know. Remember, I know a lot about football. Because I grew up watching that a lot. So, yeah. So, uh, I, I, I agree with you. Phoenix. I like Phoenix. Yes. yes. Okay. And then there's one more series. Uh, uh, St. Louis Blues, Vancouver Canucks. Oh, God. That is not an exciting series to watch. I will not be watching that one. No. I mean, I don't like Ryan O'Reilly. And David Perron can go fuck himself. And I just don't find the Canucks something i want to watch right now at this point in my life (laughs) (laughs) just being honest so that's great you'll have stuff to say about another series i'll have stuff to say about another series we're not watching the same thing it'll be good i'm just glad the miles aren't in this to complicate things i was just about to say that like at least the mild didn't make it so you know the mild could be playing like the uh, Memphis Grizzlies in a game of football on acid and speed, and I wouldn't be entered in the mild would just make it not interesting. No, no, they they really killed me that year. They they really like I because I forced myself to watch a lot of hockey, 
and, and comment on it and, and, and be able to talk about games. And I, I just, I never again, I will not watch the mild. I, I even when the Bruins play them, I don't typically want to watch those games because I know, I know what I'm watching and I hate it and I don't want to see it. <laughs> I don't want to hate hockey. Please don't do that to me. <sighs> and the fact that they had like the best goal song for a while after Prince died and then they got rid of it. And of course, it was too much for them. Yeah. It was too much for them because it was Let's Go Crazy, which is a fun song. <sighs> anyway. Um, maybe someday I won't hate the mild, but right now I just find that they're they're kind of terrible. Now, here's an interesting thing I want to point out. Um, and it, it ties in with the mild, the uh, Golden Knights, and the Dallas Stars. Oh. All right. So remember last week I was talking about, you know, what people wanted, uh, you know, people who were, are, uh, who uh, support Black Lives Matter and other movements, um, what they want to see and how I was trying to sort my way through it. And I didn't feel like I did that very well. A couple of things changed that for me this week. Okay. All right. One. Because I it, it solidified things for me. It made things a little clearer for me. I want to just state that. One, I read a post, um, a thread from uh, Black Girl Ho Hockey Club. Now, if you know in the past, I, I love Black Girl Hockey Club. I think it's great. I think we should be embracing fans of all ethnicities, of all backgrounds, you know, everybody who likes hockey should be able to like hockey if you're gay or straight or bi or non-binary or trans or or you know you are purple <laughs> <laughs> well if you're purple it's probably that you're dead unless you're tattooed oh. purple so no what i'm trying to say is like everybody should be able to 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 enjoy hockey and nobody should make you feel terrible about that but we also have to recognize at this time in america things are very uh there's a lot of social unrest for very good reasons Mm -hmm. Okay, for reasons that we should have solved a long time ago. So I get that. And what happened in that thread was, look, and they said, look, we love hockey, you know, and we want you to do better. We're not saying we hate hockey. And, and for these reasons, we're just just we're really upset because you should do better. You the things that you love should be better. Right. I'm still not paraphrasing this very well. You know, uh, it's kind of like, you know, with a family member, it's like you're disappointed that they're not a certain way because you you and you love them still, but you want them to be better. It's right. the same thing for hockey. You want them to be better. So this week, Matt Dumba uh, kneeled and put up the uh, Black Power salute, which is great. Um, he did that before a game that he wasn't even playing in. But he was announcing some of the NHL initiative stuff. And, and, you know, another thing Black Girl Hockey Club pointed out, it's like, we just want you to say that Black Lives Matter. Why won't you say those words? You know, they have this whole we skate for black lives and, and so right. on. And that's that's nice, but it's not as like, I don't know. It's not a strong statement, I guess. Right. And I still don't understand the standing and linking arms things. I don't get that. But anyway. I don't either. Tyler Sagan. Yes. And, and Robert, Robin Leonard mm -hmm. 
both during their games, their round robin games, excuse me, knelt. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, in solidarity. And, uh, and I didn't realize until this week that Tyler Sagan had the summer had been like, uh, you know, he, he was saying he was watching and, and listening and learning. And he had gone to Black Lives Matters protests down in Dallas. He had actually donated money to causes and he set up a uh, a similar charity to that of P.K. Subban when, when he was with the Preds, where it's like oh. you match up police officers mm-hmm. and youth who are, um, uh, you know, uh, basically uh, minority youth to get together uh, so that we can work together. We can, uh, you know, maybe uh, understand our differences and, and, you know, we don't have people who like do the terrible things they do to black people or black people don't always assume that a cop is going to, to hurt them because they have somebody who understands a little bit more. Right. Right. Again, I feel like I'm, I'm failing in words here, but I, I hope that the sentiment is, is clear. So he's doing all these things and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, you know what? Good for Tyler Sagan. I know I've said things. I called him Ty Ty and all these things and, and whatnot. And I, I honestly think one of the best things that happened to him was being traded from the Bruins. Oh, totally. I've actually came to a similar conclusion. Yeah. Hmm? he He's grown up and he is like, he's smarter and he is more aware and he's just, you know, um, he, it turns out that he's a pretty decent human being, right? And Robin Leonard is a curious one because he had at one point had a Trump sticker on his helmet, mm-hmm. uh, which he came out and said that he regretted wearing that and that he doesn't believe that stuff anymore. Mm. And, you know, I mean, he's he I think he's Swedish, so he doesn't vote here or anything. But still, right. you know, when an athlete espouses an I- uh, ideal or an idea, um, people listen to that um, and they have a a platform, even if they themselves can't vote. So it's like, so it's important to have people who are like, Hey, you know what? I did this. I don't believe it now. I'm sorry for that. And that's great because you know what? We're all able to make up our minds uh, to change our minds. Mm-hmm. We're all able to change our minds. And, uh, you know, we should be given, um, you know, another look when we do, when we change our minds for the better, because people can grow and change and so on. So I love seeing that from Robin Leonard, because I at first when I, I saw that he was kneeling, I was a little doubtful because I remember the Trump thing because it was him. And it was Thomas Grice. And remember, they used to play together on the aisles. Yes. They were hmm. both like into the whole Trump thing. And it was like and they were at least a little bit vocal about it. So I, I just, you know. Um, I don't want this to get into a political podcast. I'm just mm. saying that I think it's good that players are realizing what they what voice they have and they're using it. And that's good. And I agree. I agree. We love hockey. We want to see players and management and everything do better. We want them to understand what the issues are. And you're never going to get more uh, players of different ethnicities in unless you find a way to have them gain access okay from youth and on so i know the nhl is is working on that they're doing lots of different things but they i think they need to do more they need to do something about the system as well and um i think it's just great that players are supporting 
uh, causes, uh, social causes. So that's good. Okay. I just needed to get that off my chest, but I thought I saw an opportunity to link a few things. So that was good. You did it. Whew. Um, it's been bothering me all week because I listened to it. And while I was like, okay, I'll put this out. I, I realized that I've expanded upon that. And I want people to know that even sometimes it's just like you, you read or hear something and you, then you get it. You, it, it, it makes it all click for you. So there you go. Uh, okay. So what news things about the Bruins can we talk about? We forgot to mention that Charlie Coyle got the seventh player award. Not a surprise. Yeah. Uh, I, I am impressed with how Charlie Coyle uh, has played since he signed his contract. Not so much Chris Wagner, although he did score two goals of the Bruins. Four goals. Four. <laughs> Goal scoring sensation. Chris <laughs> Wagner. Yep. Yep. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy that Charlie Coyle's here. Uh, I'm not surprised he got the seventh player. I have a feeling that it's going to be all the Boston boys for a while uh, on that award. Yep. Um, so that's one thing. Uh, Stud Studnika. I, I thought he was going to stick around. Yeah. Jack's, I was wrong. Jack Studnika seems like he was a placeholder until Andre Kaja could come back. And uh, Andre Kaja is back. We still don't know what we have yet. Hopefully he has a gear that he can slip into for playoffs. Considering he's only played one game so far, I'm not really hopeful. But they got Kaja because they thought he would play well alongside Krejci. So I hope that's something that's going to happen and that it's going to be good. Connor Clifton looks like he's coming back into the fold. I... Against the the speedy hurricanes, I think Clifton might be the. Uh, I, I think you might want to have him in the lineup. I think that Lausanne is a little bit of a liability in his penalty taking. Yes. Because he does get called for a fair amount of penalties, and that is not something you want to get into with the Canes. You do not want to get into. Uh, situation where you're going to take more penalties mm -hmm. so i think that clifton's a little bit better than that you know just because of experience and so on and so forth so um cliffy hockey he's back he's back as long as he doesn't make some boneheaded decisions i'm okay <laughs> but I, I mean otherwise the lineup is pretty normal grizzly had a uh, apparently hit a, a maintenance day the other day. That's fine. Um, you got hit in the face with a puck. Yeah. That that doesn't feel good ever. So, and it came back. <laughs> this might be something we'll have to get used to. We'll have to get used to the idea that uh, players might not be in the lineup because of testing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, so it's good that we have all these extra bodies and uh, that's we're just going to have to get used to seeing some different people in and out of the lineup. But who knows? Jack Studnika might be back. We'll see. Uh, so it, it basically looks like your normal lineup. You know, the top line is still the same. Uh, it looks like, I mean, they played Richie, Krejci, and um, 
and Kaja on that second line. And uh, then they had, oh, no, wait a minute. I'm sorry. Was it DeBrusque? It was DeBrusque. Brusque. Yeah. They they Who, tried that, but yeah. It's, they, they tried DeBrusque at third line right wing, and that was a bad idea. Yeah, that's not good. So um, just leave Anders Bjork there. He's fine. <laughs> He's got the chemistry with uh, with uh, Charlie Coyle. Leave him there. That's fine. Uh, put Richie on the the other side. You know, basically they want the third line to be a puck possession line. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't know how Richie exactly f falls into that because while he has a big body and he can, you know, knock people around, he's not really great in front of the net. You know. Right. Uh, it was like, it was a little painful watching him do that. And the commentators were like, oh, Richie's using his body, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, what is he doing? <laughs> Louis Erickson was not a big guy, but was phenomenal in front of the net. Yeah. I think this whole, like, you got to be big and, and and strong to be to be successful from the net. Ah, I don't believe it. I don't buy it. It's about positioning. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you get knocked out of position, getting back into position, that's what it is about being out in front of the net, right? I haven't mm -hmm. been watching hockey that long, and I know that, right? You you don't let people knock you off. And if they do knock you out of position, just get back. It's, right. you know, um, so it's it's more about uh, being wily. Oh, but, very good word. Yes. Yes. Not just Wiley Sherman. You got to be wily. So, um, yeah, so, you know, we'll see. Uh, I really, uh, I mean, the fourth line, the fourth line's the fourth line. Mm -hmm. um, I think that Lindholm is a little bit stronger in face-offs and stuff like that, but uh, I'm happy to see my boy play, and I hope he just gets it into, gets into action, actually just fucking scores, because he was... When he came back against the uh, Maple Leafs last year, that was good. I think he scored in his first game back. So, yes, you know. So, of course, that being my boy Corelli. Let's do everything that we can, boys. Do everything you can because this is the last time that you're probably going to have Krug in the lineup uh, for a run. So, do it. That's that's what I look at it. I. I called my one bracket Z's last stand too because well Z's up there. I don't know. He said he doesn't want to retire, but I'm like, really? You don't? Uh, you know, yeah. if he won another cup, he might change his mind. Yeah. I mean, he's a very determined guy. And I'm not going to say that Z should retire or not. He's lost some steps. He's a little bit slower. Mm -hmm. um, he still makes an impact, but, uh, you know, at some point they have to decide. Uh, but I'm not going to tell Z he can't be the captain or that he can't come back. So that's not my job, thankfully. Oh, no. <laughs> it's our job just to talk about it. Yes, yes. And if he comes back, okay, that's great. Come back. That's fine. I'm just, you know... Um. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But anyway, yeah, I, uh, not much else in the way of news. It's here. The playoffs are here. 
the Bruins are going to play games of consequence. It's going to be fantastic. And uh, we, we, we can actually talk about what their schedule is. And I'm going to let you do that, Nick. All right. So their first game is, uh, make sure I got my dates right, is Tuesday, um, August 11th, 8 p.m. It's very easy to keep track of this. Then they play uh, Tuesday, excuse me, Thursday, the 13th at 8 p.m. Uh-oh, wild card here, Saturday, the 15th at noon. What? We're already making nachos or having pizza yeah. that day. We don't know what, which, but we'll figure it out. Um, which is good because I actually have plans that night, but uh, I can I can do both. I can watch the Bruins and do 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 my plans. And they play game four is uh, Monday at excuse me Monday the seventeenth at guess eight o'clock. That's right. Wow, I'm really good. And uh, the games, I guess, if necessary, games five, six, and seven. Times the time of the game is to be determined, but they are on the nineteenth, twentieth, and twenty-third. Yeah. Uh, what's really funny is the placeholder they put for those times was three a.m. And I'm like. <laughs> I love those 3 a.m. start times. <laughs> There's nothing so wonderful as getting up for a 3 a.m. start time. <laughs> Let's not even go to bed. Oh my God. Oh, I'd love to watch players like trying to play at 3 a.m. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. All right. The so- backup goalie just falls asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so by they could have three games wrapped up by the time we record next so that's interesting that could be we're either gonna be happy or pissed <laughs> yeah you'll have to tune in next week to find out yeah. that's that's how it is so all right so um i just want to say the that I was really happy to see John Tavares up, uh, unhappy face last night. That was great. And uh, I found a new Twitter account that I like. It's called shitty NHL gifts or shitty NHL gifs. If you so say it that way. And uh, it is like, they had some really shitty looking Toronto Maple Leafs gifts from uh, last night. <laughs> they were like, oh, they like all the gifts put into one. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I'm enjoying this. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to share that joy with the world because it's like, you know, some one of the, the gifts was just like John Tavares hitting the post and it just sliding before the line and out, you know, and it was mm-hmm. like. That was great. Oh, I loved seeing that. You know, when he was with the Isles, he made so many improbable plays. And with the uh, Leafs, it's just like, nope, post. Post. Get the post. You know? Um, And it's just, it drives me insane that you hit the post and it's not considered a shot on goal. The shot attempt, as the great Patrick Waugh once said, what, you want me to make the saves when they don't go on net too? <laughs> Touche. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, unless we have anything else, I think we can wrap it up. I think that's it. 
All right. Well, listeners, hopefully my dog will not hit me in the back again with his paw. Well, nope, he just did. All right, cool. I have to rub his belly right now. That's them's the rules. Okay, listeners, you've been listening to Barely on Topic. This is episode 534, maybe? I don't know. It doesn't really matter. I never do this right. So let's just say that's the number. And uh, we appreciate your listening, obviously. It's been a, a rough go of it. We're glad to have people listening. And we're hoping that you are finding some joy in the stuff that we're saying, especially about the Leafs losing. Um, you can find us on SoundCloud, on Stitcher, on Google Play, on Spotify, Ooh. on Apple. Did I say Apple? On Apple Podcasts or or iTunes, whichever one you have. Our main home on the web is on SoundCloud, obviously, but you can find us to talk to us on Twitter at Barely on Topic and on Facebook at Barely on Topic Podcast. And I guess if you want to talk to us, although I'm not really talky lately, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, I mean, if you tweet at Barely on Topic, you're basically talking to me. True. But if you want to talk to me at my main uh, Twitter home, uh, that would be at VA from RI four weeks in a row. I got it right, man. Ooh. And uh, I'm at Nick Baggio. <laughs> it should be Bagel Bruin. <laughs> my brother for my birthday got me a Bagel Bruin front vanity plate. Oh. Because in North Carolina, you don't need the license plate in the front and the back, just the back. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I didn't know that. Here in Massachusetts, they want you to have all the license plates everywhere, all around the car. Yeah, it's very strange. No, that that's that's a lie. They want you to have front and back. So. Yeah. Um, yes. Okay. Um, yeah, and I still have to get my license renewed, and that's going to be a journey. Oh, dear. Because I don't think the RMV is open enough mm-hmm. or open for that kind of thing. And, well, that that's for another time. That's not about hockey. So um, I guess you get the last word here, Nick. Word. <laughs> Dude, this shitty NHL gifts are so bad. I love them. <laughs> <laughs>